Good morning and welcome to episode 19 of the the Elevated Life podcast. I am Noelle Cuero and today we're going to continue to talk about detoxification. I've spent the last three episodes talking about this topic uh, mainly because there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the process of detoxification as it, as it pertains to healing. And if you've heard the other episodes, uh, this this episode will make a, a tremendous amount of sense. If you haven't heard the la- previous three episodes, I recommend listening to them uh, because they will just keep, you know, each episode will build on the previous one. So if you're listening uh, now, um, I do recommend listening to the previous episodes. Uh, and the reason I'm discussing so much about detoxification is because when we do any type of healing program and we want to try to alleviate symptoms of any kind, chronic or reoccurrent or intermittent, uh, it's important to get the body uh, at the most balanced state. And the way you do that is by allowing toxins to leave the cells. You bring in high density nutrients and those in turn allow toxins to leave the body efficiently. The all, you know, if you're again, if you've listened to the previous episodes or some of these other podcasts, you'll know that um, the premise of all disease is two things. All disease has the same root cause, chronic nutritional deficiencies and chronic cellular toxicity. So when you can create abundance with nutrients or create chronic nutritional sufficiency, And when you can get the toxins out of the cells, you create health, you create everlasting health. And this is how the cells were meant to perform. So in spirit of talking about detoxification, I wanna talk today about fasting and how it helps the body detox and how it helps the body heal. Now there's all different kinds of fasting. Uh, Fasting for healing is not new. In fact, it's one of the oldest techniques that's been practiced um, on record. And what I can tell you about fasting is whenever I've personally fasted for short periods of time or whenever I've worked with people who have fasted or talked to people who have fasted for their own healing, I've only heard positive things or experienced positive things. Uh, If you understand how the body was really designed, it makes perfect sense. We were designed to go long periods of time without food. That's That's how the human body was designed, and it makes sense logically. As, you know, if you understand how we all evolved, obviously we didn't always have access to the abundance, uh, uh, abundant amount of food that we have today. And as is evident in other parts of the world where they're still living, um, you know, in rural part in rural countries and in countries that don't have access to the types of water and food we we do. You'll see that people people. Uh, live and eat very differently and the body was designed for feast or famine which is why our metabolism and our hormonal system is so interlinked and it's also why we store fat Uh, so if there's no food to be found for several days uh, our body will live off of the fat stores our body is designed to go without food now 
it's also designed to go out without food because it's a it's a way that the body's own detoxification mechanisms and actions can take hold it's it's the way that the body can efficiently let go of toxins by taking a break from bringing in food now if you understand that up to 80 percent of our daily energy is utilized just to break down food so think about that for a second up to 80% of the daily energy that our body expends is used just to break down food. Imagine what happens when that energy is freed up because we're not eating. What happens is all of that energy and all of those built-in healing mechanisms are able to go to work and actually allow the cells to let go of all this built-up gunk. And that's basically all toxins are. Toxins store in the cells because it's a protective mechanism by the body. Now, if you have a slow detoxification system, which is really all healing is about, healing is about speeding up your detoxification system. Everyone is always detoxing 24 hours a day, but some people are detoxing much slower than others. And that would go hand in hand with somebody who is chronically constipated. So somebody who doesn't go to the bathroom more than once a day or even worse, every other day or once a week, that's chronic constipation. Ideally, adults and children should be going two to three times a day, uh, normal healthy poops. Um, so if you're not going two to three times a day normally, consistently, um, you actually have a version of constipation. A lot of people go once a day and they think that's fine. It's actually not fine, generally speaking. So when we don't go to the bathroom as frequently or even as, as much in the amount that we should, that undigested matter and all those toxins that should be leaving the body kind of just sit around. Also, if you're not sweating on a daily basis, and about 30% of the stored toxins are in our body can only come out through our skin, through sweat. They won't come out any other way. Just imagine how much toxins are storing in our body. So we always want to speed up our body's ability to detox. Uh, we want our body always being able to get rid of all the gunk that is coming into the body on a daily basis. That's practically unavoidable because if you breathe air, you're getting toxins. If you you know, if you go into different environments, you're breathing in toxins. If you're touching things, you're absorbing toxins. Even if you don't even use chemicals in your house or chemicals on your body, or even if you're really good about eating organic and purified water, even if you're that person, you're still getting toxins in your body. It's basically impossible to avoid. So what you really want to do is just make sure your body can efficiently remove toxins. That's the name of the game. That's the way you win in the health, in the health game. You win at health when you speed up your body's ability to detox. So let's talk about fasting a little bit. There's different types of fasting. Uh, there's there's something called intermittent fasting, which maybe you've heard of. It's kind of been become a little more popular um, in recent years, as far as a little more popular in the media, and you may have written read articles about it or blogs. 
Um, and there's a lot of different information on intermittent fasting. You know, as with anything, you're going to read good and bad and about everything. What's interesting about Google nowadays is a lot of the medical or quote-unquote science-based websites that like to, they like to kind of undermine anything that isn't pharmaceutically driven. A lot of these websites and blogs have top ranking in, in Google, if you've noticed. You know, they'll call, they're called the skeptical blogs or, um, you know, all these quote-unquote science-based blogs that are written by usually, they're usually um, run by pharmaceutical company reps. Uh, they're written by doctors that, you know, are out to kind of slander different companies. They're actually very often hired writers um, meant to tear down anyone in favor of natural healing. So they try to um, delegitimize delegitim de uh, natural healing in any way, shape, or form. They try to delegitimize any doctor that goes against conventional medicine. They, they try to tear down anybody that speaks about natural healing. They try to tear down people who give truthful testimonials and stories of their own natural healing. So you have to really be mindful that when you use Google now, these authority sites, quote unquote authority sites, are met, that are medically driven are always gonna have a, a pharmaceutical slant. They're always designed to sell you a drug or keep you fearful of using anything but conventional medicine. They wanna scare you into thinking that if it's not conventional medicine, it will kill you, it will destroy you, it will not help you. So you really have to educate yourself. Um, I'm a fan of reading as many books as you possibly can. There's always gonna be different opinions in books and, and it's the best way to make up your own opinion. You can, it, you know, I love, I, when I work with people, I always tell them to read different books. I always tell them to seek out different opinions because it's very important. I'm not the only authority on everything. I definitely have, I think, a, a very educated background in natural healing, but I always welcome other opinions and input and because other people offer things that maybe I don't bring up, points that I don't even make or points of view that I don't bring up or... So I'm, I'm, I'm very supportive and I, I highly recommend reading. Just read, read, read as much as you can. If you're interested in natural healing, just keep educating yourself. So back to intermittent fasting. Um, so basically, like I said, the body was designed to go through periodic cycles of feast or famine. Um, and what's interesting is it's, it's the body's built-in mechanism to prevent disease. Because when it's when the body isn't busy digesting food using up 80% of its energy, it actually has time to, to heal the cells and repair the cells and get rid of toxins. Here's some benefits of intermittent fasting. It can normalize your insulin and leptin sensitivity. So basically what that means is it will help help regulate your metabolism and the way blood sugar is metabolized. It will also help regulate the way fat is stored and it will help your body burn through fat faster. So it will burn through the fat instead of burning through sugar, which will drastically help reduce your risk for chronic disease, especially diabetes, insulin resistance, mitochondrial disease, and other things. Um, 
Intermittent fasting helps normalize ghrelin levels, which is also known as the hunger hormone. In intermittent fasting helps promote the human growth hormone production. And that's great because you always want to promote human growth hormone production because that's how we feel good, look good, have more energy, build more muscle, stay looking younger. And you want to do that always naturally. You don't want to ever take human growth hormone. People who take human growth hormone have a lot of health issues and very often turn on a lot of cancer cells uh, that they don't, that they're, you know, that are not designed to be turned on. Um, so you never want to take human growth hormone, but you do want to stimulate its production naturally within the body. And I'm always a fan of allowing the body to do what it's designed to do on its own, promoting its ability to do what it needs to do. Intermittent fasting also reduces oxidative stress, and oxidative stress is responsible for aging our cells and basically shortening what's called telomeres on our DNA. Uh, so we don't, we don't want to have a lot of oxidative stress, even though most people do. So we want to reduce that, and intermittent fasting is able to do that. Now, there's lots of different types of intermittent fasting. Um, intermittent fasting just means you're going to not eat for a period of time. And the, the period of time you do eat tends to be, you know, a shorter window. So let's say you're doing the, um, it, what would be called 18-6. So for 18 hours you're not eating. And for six hours, you are. That's your eating window. It doesn't mean you're eating six hours nonstop. It just means your eating window for that day is six hours long. So for 18 hours, you're not eating. Um, and that entire time, you're, part of the time you'll be sleeping, the other part of the time that you're awake, you won't be eating. You will be drinking. You can drink water. You can even have a little coffee without anything in it. But you're not eating. And that gives the body chance to continue detoxing. Now, what's interesting is we've all been taught that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And it's actually not true. What's very important is actually to not eat right when you wake up. Have, you know, I don't know if you're one of these people that's never hungry in the morning, but most everybody I speak with is never hungry in the morning. And there's a reason for that. We're innately not designed to eat first thing in the morning. We're, what we're bodies are designed to do is to continue the fast. That's why it's called break fast, break fast. It's designed to break the fast, but our bodies are actually designed to keep fasting even long after we've woken up. Because that's why we're not hungry. We're naturally not hungry in the morning. Some people are. You know, some people are designed a little differently. Or, you know, really, really um, active athletes very often maybe will be hungrier in the morning. But what's interesting about hunger in the morning is it's just kind of a habit. So when you retrain your body to not be hungry in the morning, you're actually not hungry anymore in the morning. So what I do generally is I don't usually eat before 11 or noon every day. And that's not because... I'm starving myself. It's just because it's the natural rhythm of my body. I'm actually not even hungry, generally before 11 or noon. So occasionally I'll eat before then, but in general, that's what I do. 
and I do consciously try to keep my own eating window during the day about six hours again because it works well for me and it's how I feel good if there's a special occasion we're going out to dinner we're going out to breakfast of course I do things differently but in general that's what I do I basically eat generally from either 11 to 6 or noon to 6 um, in an average week that's what I do most of the time so the way that works for me is I generally have good energy. I don't get sick. My weight stays the same. I've basically been the same weight, give or take a few pounds here or there for about 15 years. And I do it pretty effortlessly. I don't diet. I eat what I want. I eat when I want. Uh, but most in general, um, I, I, I eat really well for my body. I know how to eat for my body or what to eat my, for my body, but I'm not extreme. Uh, I, I enjoy food. Uh, you know, it just what happens is your metabolism stabilizes, and you're even at the age of 48 that I am now, my metabolism hasn't slowed down at all. I don't, I haven't noticed any slowdown at all in my metabolism, and I pro and I don't plan on it. Uh, and you can avoid all that premenopausal or all this stuff that women think they're going to have to go through in their in their late 40s or early 50s they think they're automatically going to gain weight they think they're automatically going to you know their metabolism is going to slow down actually that's absolutely not true it just depends on if you you know if you change with the times what we eat in our 40s is not what we should be eating in our 30s or 20s etc and when you eat really high density nutrients you basically don't have to worry about that stuff so back to intermittent fasting for a lot of people it's a great way to lose weight it, it's also a great way to build muscle, have energy, stay in shape, and you know maintain a really healthy lifestyle. So intermittent fasting can be great. There's all different ways to do it. You can have a six hour in eating window like I do. You could have a four hour eating window. Some people do it with a two hour eating window on certain days. They'll do like four days where they eat, their eight, eating windows eight hours and then two days two days, their eating windows, two hours. People do all sorts of variations of this. There is no right or wrong way. There is no one way. There, is, there never will be. But it is a good thing to try to do for yourself because it takes you out of that mentality that you should be eating all day long. That is not true. Again, 80% of our energy is utilized breaking down food. So just imagine how much energy is freed up and how much more energy you actually have during the day when you're not breaking down food all day long. It's just phenomenal. It really is. It's just amazing what happens. So that's why I like intermittent fasting. It really works for people. I've very rarely met anyone it didn't work for as far as weight loss or as far as getting some stubborn fat off or as far as um, speeding up the metabolism. And now what what's interesting to note is you should always mix it up. Don't always do the same thing forever and ever and ever. You, your body wants you to mix things up, which is exactly what I'm saying. It's like I don't always do exactly the same thing every day. But in general, the way I enjoy eating and the way I've come to eat is I do about a six-hour eating window. It just happens to work out that way. Some people do fasting called alternate day fasting where you're basically fasting for as long as 36 hours. You take a day off um, where you're only eating up, eating maybe 500 calories for the entire day and then the next day you're eating in a smaller window period of time, like a six hour window. 
What a lot of people like to do by getting into intermittent fasting or fasting is they try to they try to get the body into a ketosis state where the body is burning fat. And that happens relatively naturally when you are eating the right foods and doing intermittent fasting correctly. Anyway, I, I recommend reading up on intermittent fasting and how helpful it can be for helping the body it aiding the body at detoxification, uh, allowing the cells to open up to remove toxins. And now I want to talk about water fasting a little bit because water fasting is like a whole nother ball game. And basically it, it is just what it says it is. It's basically you're not eating any food at all and you're just living on water. And the proponents of water fasting are very, very adamant about how helpful water fasting can be for eliminating sometimes very difficult to treat chronic conditions. Uh, so water fasting very often is utilized as a last resort for people, unfortunately, when it shouldn't be. Uh, it's actually a great way to periodically cleanse the body. Now water fasting, just like intermittent fasting, can be done in many different ways. It can be done for very short periods of time and, it, and there are some people who do it for much longer periods of time. I don't advocate doing water fasting for long periods of time uh, for obvious reasons. Um, I believe that the body becomes too nutritionally depleted for long periods of time, but for a few days at a time, I think it's great. Uh, I know a lot of people have success doing water fasting, especially after they've already been doing intermittent fasting for some time and they, their blood sugar levels have stabilized and they don't have high, high spikes in blood sugar like many people do when they're eating all day long and they're eating processed foods. So people who do intermittent fasting have, have generally very often stabilized their blood sugar levels so they're able to go without food for much longer periods of time. So I actually advocate getting into water fasting if you're interested in trying it or doing it for healing, I advocate trying intermittent fasting first and kind of easing into it. I, I don't like shocking the body. Uh, as I try to avoid suggesting that as much as possible. So if you do intermittent fasting for several weeks or a month or two months and you're having success with that and you're, you're, your eating window has become six hours or four hours or seven hours long, uh, your body will be much more prepared to get into something like a water fast. And, but water fasting can have amazing profound effects for people, especially when they're dealing with very, very hard to treat chronic conditions. And sometimes people turn to water fasting when they've had no, no help anywhere with medic, traditional medicine or treatments and they feel like there's almost no other way. Again, water fasting shouldn't be utilized this way, but often it is. So there's a lot of retreat centers around the world that focus on safely helping people do water fasts. And very often they do 21 day water fasts or four weeks or even longer. Um, but again, for healing purposes, I recommend starting really slow, like maybe doing a 24 hour period for just do, just having water and there's ways to do water fasting just like there's ways to do intermittent fasting that make it very very safe 
so that you're you're going to have great results and even just doing 24 hours of water fasting can have profound effects on the body uh, because even you know if you've ever had the flu or if you've ever been sick or you've ever had a stomach bug and you just don't feel like eating at all that's actually the body forcing you into a fast that's the body's way of begging you not to eat telling you not to eat and saying listen I need to get rid of all this stuff first uh, well, the, basically the same premise holds true with water fasting. You're basically putting your body in a fasting state so that it is kind of forced to eliminate toxins. Sometimes people will find that they poop out things that they have, didn't even know were inside them, that there's uh, very often worms and parasites that come out that they can't even believe were, were inside them. Um, and basically you know the goal is to drink about 11 cups of water a day if you're doing a water fast so you don't want to drink too much you don't want to overwhelm the kidneys and you don't want to drink too little when you're doing a water fast but there's lots of great information about water fasting that i'm going to put on um, my website thebodyreset.com and um, if you're listening to this podcast on the elevated life uh, then, you know, I'm not going to have all the information on fasting on there, but I will have it on thebodyreset.com. And this is just touching, touching on the topic of, of fasting. Again, for time's sake, I can't get into too much details for now, but I will tell you that I I'm a huge advocate of water fasting. I think it's a fantastic way to get the body detoxing, to get the cells dumping out toxins. And it's also a great way to, to release some f fat stores. So even if you wanna do uh, water fasting uh, one day a week, that alone could help reset your entire metabolism just by taking a break from eating one day a week or one day every two weeks or doing intermittent fasting where your eating window becomes a much smaller period of time for several days during the week. You can try out by just doing a few days a week of intermittent fasting, but I am a fan of fasting. I am, I'm always a fan of not eating uh, for short periods of time to give your body a break because whenever we can give our digestion a break, that means we're freeing up the body's energy to replace cells, restore cells, regenerate cells, and renew cells. And then the, the cells that are replaced, the unhealthy cells are replaced with healthier cells when the body has enough energy and enough nutrients coming in to do that work. So remember, it's always important to take out the problem. We take out what's causing the problem. We take out, you know, we take out the reason why we're having any types of chronic illnesses in the in the first place. Uh, we take out the cause, which is the sugars, the genetically modified gluten processed grains. We're t including corn. We're taking out processed, homogenized, pasteurized, fortified dairy. And we're trying to eat high density nutrients that are what they are, real nutrients that have a positive impact on our cells that replace nutrients in our body that give us the strength to heal. That's what our body wants. We drink high quality water. We breathe clean air as much as possible. And these are the really the fastest ways to begin detoxing. We do Epsom salt baths, sweating therapy, so we can get 30% of those toxins out of our body through sweat that can't leave any other way. 
So we do sauna therapy, Epsom salt baths, magnesium spray, iodine. And one of the other things I love is uh, breathing, deep breathing. You do seven deep breaths, seven, uh, count to seven breathing in and count to seven breathing out. And you do that seven times. Or if you can't do it till, if, you, if your breathing is a little too shallow, you, do, you, you take it to six counts or five counts. And you do that seven times, repeat that. And you just do that several times a day and that will fill your lungs up with air. That'll oxygenate all your cells. It will increase circulation. It will slow down your nervous system. And every time we slow down our nervous system, the body has a chance to heal. The body heals in, during times of rest. The body detoxes during times of rest. So we always wanna allow our, give our body room to heal and detox. And we do that when we're calm, when we're relaxed, when we're sleeping, not when we're wound up, running around, stressed out with all the cortisol pumping through our veins. So this is gonna end the mini series on detoxification. There's lots more things we can do with detoxification. Lots and lots and lots of things like, uh, and you know, I might even cover um, some, more, some more things tomorrow. I have to think about it. Uh, but this was part four um, in the detoxification series. I hope you enjoyed this information. If you have any questions, reach out to me at thebodyreset.com. And if you're enjoying these podcasts, pass them on to your friends and subscribe. I would love the support. And um, I look forward to sharing more, infor more information with you tomorrow. And we're doing 365 podcasts for 365 days this year. And I hope that you're able to have a most amazing day, a blessed day, and Here's to feeling happy and feeling healthy. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.